welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted about learning about land and farms, buying and selling and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey guys, learn from the expert. This is free land education. Hard to get out there, guys. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant, broker owner with Land Pro Real Estate, along with my partner and broker owner, uh, Teresa Martin. Good morning, Teresa. Hello. <laughs> Our new office is at 207 East Main Street in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. We serve all your real estate needs in western Piedmont, North Carolina, and southern Virginia. Hey, just give us a shout. We'll help you out. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and to our members. Our national website is www.rliland.com. Rliland.com. Now listen to me. If you're planning on buying or selling land and farms, you want to go to this website anywhere in the country. There are about 1,900 of us that have land education, which no other organization provides at the level we do. And especially accredited land consultants. Hey, we know how to play the game. We'll save you money. Uh, if you're buying, we'll make you more money if you're selling. www.rliland.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Hey, our guest, Teresa, this morning is Dan Murphy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, Lou. Where are you calling from? I'm in the middle of Central Central Colorado right now. Central Colorado. How's the weather? You know what? It's a beautiful day here in the Mountain West. I bet. And you are the founder and owner of the letter M and the number 4, M4 Ranch Group. It's called the Southern Colorado and Western United States, home of his entire family life, from school to business to world travel. He's also considered the mountain regions of the West one of the finest places on earth to live, truly live. Dan has portrayed a true love of experience of life through travel from the plains to Africa to uh, the peaks of the Himalayas and the glaciers of Alexa. His greatest adventure is committed to a parent or to the committed to a parent to those who know him and all who respect his life, whether it's being owning or running restaurants or guests resort or owning or operating and respecting outfitting business in Colorado, Alaska, Montana, or Texas for 20 years, those 20 years spending 100 plus nights in sleeping bags and untold days in the fields. Life and business accumulation developed his current ownership of M4 Ranch Group, a Western West real estate firm specializing in West premier ranches and recreational properties in sub southwestern Colorado, New Mexico, Wyoming. Dan's an extensive business experience and his track record of success. A graduate of Fort Lee College in Durango, Colorado National Outdoor Leadership School in Kenya, Africa, uh, and Linder, Lander, Wyoming, University of Wyoming, uh, Van Adzik Schools in Denver, master's degree from the School of Hard Knocks. So let's hear about some of them hard knocks. Well, thanks for having me on, Lou. Very much. I appreciate it. Um, oh, I appreciate pleasure. your kind words about ROI. Oh, uh, looking forward to, to seeing where we can take this thing a little bit in the future. Yes, sir. But uh, a, a little bit about us. I mean, it, we're kind of a little bit of a unique company. We service the pretty much the entire Mountain West, all the way from the Mexican border, all the way to Montana. And so we're, we're very fortunate. We spend a lot of time on the road, but we represent some of the West most spectacular properties, just to be blunt. This morning alone, um, I toured one of our river ranches we have, and we, uh, we spent the morning on ranger and saw elk, moose, antelope, mule deer, all in the same ranch, uh, numerous, numerous bird species, and then spent the afternoon on the same ranch in an M4 drift boat floating the river, floating the upper Rio Grande gold metal, metal trout fishery, and fished all the way down, drones running. It was quite an enjoyable day. So... We, what we get to do is a little rare. We get to do something that's just spectacular. Not only do we get to live in a place like this, but we get to, to be on and work with and, and work on some of the finest ranches in North America. So we're pretty, we're pretty blessed. It's a tough job, Dan, but hey, somebody's got to do, do it. He gets paid to do this, too. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is, it is literally a rough life. I mean, 
one day running between offices. I went over the we go over the continent. I went over the continental divide twice this morning before daylight. And that same ride one day, I ended up seeing six moose, a mountain lion, thirty-two bighorn sheep, over three hundred elk, and over one hundred twenty mule deer. Wow! You know, in in a day, and that's and I, it's just one of those things we we see more animals than people, which is kind of a blessing. We we get to live in a spot that's still pretty wild, in a world like today that's kind of hard to find. Are there hunting restrictions on stuff like that out there, like well, seasons or? And it, it, it changes drastically between states. So every state, every every what they call them GMUs or game management units, they're all managed differently throughout each region of each western state. They're they they're managed by things called herd composition and age class and sex ratio, and so they they calculate what is the quality of the experience versus the quality of the herd. So in some cases you'll have more tags than you probably want to have issued. In other places it just takes a long time to get a tag because it's quality on experience. And so it's very different. So that's one of the things that the West is you gotta you really have to dig in and learn what is what ranch are you looking at, what game management unit is is it in, what how is that game management unit managed for both deer, elk, antelope, black bear, moose, bighorn sheep, all those things. You know, what what ranch qualifies, what ranch for landowner particip- participation or private landowner tags, and what lands, what ranches don't. So there, there's, a, there's a ton to each one of these properties when you get into big game hunting. By the way, he's married to uh, Michelle DePinto de Colorado, and you have two beautiful children, uh, Jacob Michael and uh, Kayleen Daniel. Uh, are they part of your company? You know, Jake, uh, Jake just recently finished uh, re- recently finished business school in Europe and in London, and then he's back here. He sir, he worked with me. I had a he unfortunately had to come back a bit early. I ended up having eight knee surgeries, Good and gracious. he had to come back and and really do- dive into the business whether he wanted to or not. Right. And a little part managed managed to help me close seventeen ranches in between eight surgeries. You may want to keep and, him. And he's. I'm sorry, Lou. You may want to keep him. You know what he is. Not only is he smart, the little kid is also, he's not a little kid, he's 6'3", but he ran on that, you know, Jake ran on the pre-Olympic running long-distance team for five years, and then he went on to be on the, the state's uh, the state's very, very exclusive high ropes search and rescue group. So he's the one they throw out of helicopters at 14,000 feet to rescue people off of rock faces. Oh, Lord. And then he then he did, did his classified, he's a classified whitewater guide. So he did his business business school program. Then he turned and, and did the rest of it, and then he came in, wasn't going to join us. And then when I got hurt, he came back in and decided that was some of the most fun he'd ever had. So he is now a ranch broker. He went ahead and dove in and just finished all of his qualifications for ALC. And so this year he just finished uh, getting his numbers done, done, and he'll be putting his application in to become an accredited land consultant. Well, wow. let him know I'd be happy to write a letter. We have to have two ALCs to recommend. So... Uh... I'll be more than happy to sponsor him. I'll look forward to that. He's he's really turned out to be a – he was with me today. Matter of fact, I just winched him out. He got stuck trying to pull our drift boat out of the river. We buried his Dodge diesel in a mud hole. <laughs> and so we broke two – we broke one winch, and the second winch, winch got us out. But that's, that's kind of – unfortunately, those kind of things are kind of typical for us on these kind of adventures. Wow. Well. So tell us about. We got, I've got a daughter who is this side of incredible. She was Miss High School Rodeo Queen for the state of Colorado, and she rodeos in college for Mesa University out of Grand Junction, Colorado. She's a barrel racer, and then she's the head of fundraising for the, their rodeo team. She's getting her degree this spring. She should graduate uh, in hospitality, so she's hotel and hospitality. And, I mean, she's phenomenal with cattle and the rodeo scene, and then she'll be running for Miss Colorado um, wow. in July of next year. Oh, wow. I will watch for her. That'll be cool. Are you going to vote for her? Well, you don't vote. I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I, other than, other than a matter of fact, Casey Mock, who's another RLI broker, sent me a note picture of his five-year-old this morning and said, Dan, how much should I budget for rodeo? And she's standing in front of two horses. Wow. And I said, well, this weekend I had two, two one-ton trucks and a 38-foot live-in with five girls going from southern Colorado to Cedar City, Utah, and over near Las Vegas for a, rip, for a rodeo, which one crashed in the finals. 
and then the other one other one blew out a, a turn and for 18 seconds so you know you might, you might budget a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like too much fun for me it's it's an adventure i have to admit these kids these kids have been uh, they've been awesome to have now they're now they're adults but boy it was it was it's yeah. been a fun life sounds like a great family hey by the way listeners uh uh, if you're not driving, uh, we don't encourage you to go to Dan's website, which is WWM, the letter M, the number four, ranchgroup.com, M4ranchgroup.com, and follow along because we're going to talk about one of the top land producers in the United States in the last year or two. Uh, we have in, the, uh, in our uh, annual land conference, uh, which will be in Denver in your backyard next year, next March, uh, we... Um, have an Apex Award uh, system, and I think did you take the top top guy this year? You know, we we've been we've been really blessed in that all of us realize that no matter who says they've got their name on on one of those trophies, it takes a whole lot of people to make that thing work. And and I say we uh, in a big way. Uh, we've been very fortunate. We've been the nation's top producer. We've been in the top twenty. Well, ever since the inception of, two, of, uh, of the Apex Awards, we've been we've been recognized, I believe, every year. Um, we were really fortunate. We were we were in the top 20 last year. We were beat out by a great great ranch broker out of Montana uh, by not a whole lot, but it was enough. And uh, and so we were we were happy to to be in the top of that and, and honored to be a part of the Apex system. Yeah, it's quite uh, quite a group of uh, landmen and landladies. Uh, that's in our RLI organization, and uh, so uh, you can go to the website uh, m4ranchgroup.com and check some of this stuff out. Um, you do a three-hour roundup uh, rider. It's a private club of about 150 men from around the world uh, for over 70 years. Each year you ride 100 miles through the Colorado high country. What, what's that all about? You know that's that's one of the you know as you get older especially you get invited into some remarkable things and I have a lifetime in the field. Uh, you, you mentioned the outfitting business in 20 years Colorado, Alaska, Montana, and Texas. We owned outfitting businesses in all uh, in all all four states. And so you know those years you spend 100 nights a year of those out in the woods. You get pretty accustomed to be on on horseback and and in pretty unique situations. The 3R Riders is probably one of the coolest adventures I've ever been a part of. Uh, I was in, It's an invite-only scenario. Um, I, it was started by some very, very famous men in world history that really helped to, to maintain America and, and kind of helped to, to protect the Mountain West. And, and in that, one of the goals was to protect the Cowboy Way. And so this will be our 75th year this year. We're going to ride in Saratoga, Wyoming. And so every year, uh, but this year I believe there's 130 of us, roughly there's 150 men that are part of that organization that are active. And then, of course, you have the empty saddles of, of men that have passed on and in, in the last 75 years. And then you have the up-and-coming cults that are newcomers coming into the, into the group. But that group is, uh, is dedicated to, to protect the Cowboy Way and to build trails throughout western United States. I think we put recently half a million dollars into the the Continental Divide Trail System, which is a really big deal. You know, I mean, it's enjoyed by hundreds and hundreds of people every year, thousands of people every year, with people uh, crossing the Continental Divide uh, all the way through Colorado, which is, I believe, a 500-mile mile trek. So we, we do things like maintain those trails, keep the wilderness areas open, keep backcountry open. It's a lot of maintenance keeping those trails open and active and protected. And we protect the Cowboy Way, which is allowing horseback onto those trails by raising funds and dedicating time and effort into those things, and then huge scholarship funds and those kind of things. So that group, we spend we spend a week of summer riding through somewhere in the Mountain West, the Rocky Mountain West. And in this this particular year, we rode right through the middle of the San Juans. We did 100 miles. We did 37,000 vertical feet up and down, um, uh, up and then 37,000 vertical feet down, and in 100 miles worth of riding and and spent. I think we were out six or seven nights on that trip. Wow. Hey, our guest today is uh, Dan Murphy. He's an accredited land consultant, founder and owner of M4 Ranch Group. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Are you looking to buy or sell land? LandHub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide.
Dan, we've heard all about your life, and it sounds like yeah, a movie. Everything. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like Yellowstone. <laughs> but uh, sometimes, sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> Maybe we need to find a train station. But anyway, I was just wondering, now can we talk about your business some and tell us about it? If it's as adventurous as your life has been. You know, I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're, I feel we're blessed all the time. We, in the mornings, we, we, we have a, at 7 a.m., no matter where you are in the world, uh, right now we got one broker in Canada and we had another one in England last week. And when we run around, every, we call in at 7 o'clock every morning on a weekdays and, and we kind of have prayer in the mornings. If you want to call, call. If you don't, don't. Yeah. It's totally up, whatever's, whatever's going on in your world, that's totally fine. But we just try to, we try to start our day out with, uh, an opportunity to think a little bigger than ourselves, an opportunity to think about what we've had the, the blessings to be a part of, the, the people that we're working with, the relationships that we're in, the responsibilities that we have in front of us. And, and it's, it's not that it necessarily um, some kind of platform to work off of, but it, what it is is it's a grounding scenario. It gives us a chance to, to look at the day a little different, to look at the surroundings we're driving through that morning or the locations that we're in or even the arguments that we're having uh, with clients or people on, on what we've got to get fixed or what's broken or whatever. It, it just gives us a perspective that life's a little bigger than ourselves. I would say that that's probably one of the biggest foundations of M4. It's just having that realization that, that we're a part of something we're blessed to be, a, that we're blessed to be in and wake up every day thinking about that. Um, you guys know this business. It can be extremely stressful and, and the rewards are remarkable. Um, and so not only in, in financially remarkable, but they're also remarkable in people. You know, sometimes you're lining people out for the best adventure of their entire lives or fulfilling a dream or building a legacy where they're thinking about next steps. Uh, we have that opportunity. As, as a company, we get to deal with that at the next level. We get to deal with those legacy properties where people are trying to make sure their grandkids aren't on the screen all the time or we're going to do a river restoration project or we're going to do wildlife enhancement or we're going to be doing a 1031 into winter habitat or uh, it, 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 the, the opportunities, conservation easements. The things we get to do are so different than what most realtors get to do because they're typically what most realtors get to do is they work on box-on-box-on-box on box on box scenarios and uh, there's nothing in our lives that are box-on-box box anywhere. Everything is unique and different understanding things like water rights and the dynamics of minerals, um, the, the up-and-coming new energy plays, the understanding wetland mitigation or conservation easements or wetland banking, you know, those kind of things are, are a big part of our lives. So M4 has been really lucky to have, have a pretty broad footprint in the Mountain West and yet, yet hopefully be, continue to be grounded in what we do. You know, that's one of the things I like about this show is I get to hear things like that because you don't really realize how many different aspects of land that there are from one state to the next because what you do is totally different from what we do. But it sounds like a blast. <laughs> it, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. And, and the challenges are amazing. I mean, I actually sit on one of the water boards for Colorado that, that puts all the water into Lake Mead and Lake Powell. And right now, that, that dynamic is huge. I mean, we're, we're in a you know, 20, 30, 50-year drought scenario in a bunch of the Mountain West, and we've got a lot of people living here and are trying to live here. And so you've got you know, hydropower and Lake Powell's at what we call critical mass, and so they can only let out what they can put in, and there isn't a whole lot going in. And so California is starting to suffer from, from rolling blackouts from the lack of hydropower in those facilities. And and, you know, you think about augmentation or, or augmentation. or We deal with water rights. So if you look out here, our water rights, every drop of water is accounted for. So when you own water, you own, it's, called, it's called first come, first serve. And so prior appropriation. And so when, when we go on to a property, it's just so unique for us to evaluate water rights and say, okay, what's senior water right? When was its decree? Uh, who upstream who has an opportunity to use that water? who has seniority to us upstream, how many times does that water come on and off of that river, how many times does it get heated up, what kind of fishery does it supply, do I have late season temperature issues. And there's so many things that you work with on a daily basis. And, and to, to look at the real world 
and, and Lou and I were just talking about some of this, and so so few places actually teach those 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 absolutely critical things that have to you have to learn as a land broker in the West. That it's just kind of a unique world, and and that's what what I meant by the school of hard knocks, Lou. We have a lot a lot of those. Is land brokerage how how does land brokerage compare to residential brokerage in that area? He's probably never sold a house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I personally have a saying that I hate toilets. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things that I just, you know, we we kind of grew up. We owned a dude ranch. How we got in the business, which was interesting. We owned a dude ranch and and had uh, ten cabins and ten lodge suites and ten lodge rooms, and then we had twenty nine horses and RV sites and all those things. And we would host about seven hundred fifty families a summer. Well, the state came to us and said you have to put in a new wastewater treatment plant. Well, that was more than the whole dude ranch cost. And so the only option was to, to pay for the plant and to, to, to keep something going was to subdivide and to sell off the cabins in the condos and the lodge rooms separately and then be able to manage those at the end of the day. Well, you know, that's kind of how we got into real estate. You know, not only had we been involved in the wildlife aspects, I had been appointed by, the, uh, from, by Governor Colorado onto the advisory board of the Wildlife Commission and so that was how I started in, into the process politically, and we had been in the hunting business for years in the outdoors and, and kind of had been on the conservation side of things our entire lives and then really learned a lot more about the political side of things. And then the state came in and said, well, you really need to do this process. So then, then we got into wastewater treatment plants and learning about those and how to build them and what to, how to do the system. And that led to, to having to sell our land and then learning about real estate. And we knew ranches better than anything, but we actually started with toilets. And so we started with our own toilets in a big way on our own wastewater treatment plant. But sold out, uh, went through all that process. And then from that, that part, I ended up getting onto the, to the planning commission and stayed on the planning commission for 20 years until this last year and, and uh, just recently retired from that. And so got into the, the process of, of making rules and identifying how we manage people and how you manage growth and where conservation easements come into the play and how we manage wildlife, you know, wildlife migration paths and winter habitat. And that whole side of things was just kind of a lifetime of experience through, through building M4 to where it is today. So you're not the typical real estate agent, are you? By far, you know, I don't think he's typical I, I, anything. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. And then there's, a, I mean, there's probably a lot of guys who are a lot better um, at at other aspects of it than I am. I just happen to work in a very, very unique world uh, from the ranching perspective. That it's just the the West is very expensive, and land is is uh, has a ton of value and. It all depends on how you want to use it as to what, what its highest and best values really are. No different than what you do there with transitional grounds or building, you know, looking into a property and looking at roof, roof counts and traffic counts and per capita income and absorption rates. You know, we just don't have those things. What, what we deal with is, is what water senior? How can I modify that water to improve my fishery? What can I do to enhance the wildlife part of this to attract more wildlife to our ranch? How do we maintain in this game management unit, what, what are the politics? What, what do we deal with for licensing? How do, how, do we address, how do we address the tomorrows in planning for wildlife habitat and, and taking care of, of what resources we have? It's a very different mentality, but ours are typically longer. Uh, the, the window of, of timeline that people look at property with us is more generational than, than we see, you know, the average of seven years you live in a home and, well, what it used to be seven years. And then, then you flip and move on. You know, we, we typically don't see that. We see, we see generational things happen and lots of, lots of value gained because of efforts that were added. That's very interesting. What, what's the largest farm you've been involved in acreage-wise? Because we, you know, our place, somebody calls Teresa out and they want 1,000, 2,000 acres. We send them out west. I mean, it's just, I mean, we've got it. I can't, I can't imagine that call. Yeah, we've we've been uh, we've been pretty fortunate. We we did a deal here that was the base ranch was fifty four thousand acres, um, and we ended at, ended up adding on over thirty thousand acres to that in the next in the subsequent years. Um, that property was 
probably one of the more amazing properties that has been sold in the Mountain West. It had the West healthiest bison herd in the world, and we were able it you know, backed into 17,000 acres of wilderness area, one one national park, and then it housed was what they call ranching for wildlife program. So it had a, a hunting element to it, a tremendous bison element to it, about about 400 pair of, of red Angus. Uh, that one, that one ended up being over an 80,000 acre transaction altogether, and took us, uh, you know, one one main sale of 50,000 50, plus acres, and then we added on adjoining pieces in the next two to three years. What kind After of that went to the Navajo Nation, and then then uh, we sold a big part of to the Navajo Nation and started a new beef, new bison line called Native Native Bison and Native Beef. What kind of numbers did that bring? You know that that project is altogether it, the the south half of it just sold for 120 million dollars on that particular piece. Uh, we bought that originally around 56 million, and then put 17 million in improvements. Wow, we're not talking about thousands or we hundred thousands. We're talking we, about millions. We need to move out west, Teresa. <laughs> And, yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, you guys. I mean, we have one ranch listed right now that I think is probably one of the best buys in Colorado. It's only 2,253 acres, but this piece is so unique. It's it, The backyard is 6,200 acres of forest service land with very limited access, public access. And then the, the front yard is 9,000 acres of conserved river bottom. And so you have the, the window front to back is is – protected across the skylines and then you're six miles from downtown pagosa springs which is ski areas and rivers you know river floats and hot springs and hot air balloons in the mornings and hospitals and walmart and you know everything you can imagine is all right there great fbo excellent access ski area right out the door you know that and a deal like that we actually have that one listed at 16 million dollars but the, the cool thing about that particular property and things we get to see that are so unique is that the owner of that is from India. They've owned it for 32 years, and they got up every morning and went to work on that ranch. And they, they have preserved that ranch like nothing I've ever seen. It's got 700 acres of fully mitigated, mitigated meadow, na- all native grasses, and then 30, uh, 31 miles of trails built through the 2,200 acres, and you can't see a trail. And you can ride your ranger around it. But you can't see the trails. You have to go look for them. And then nine miles of Crown Road, and they picnic on this place every evening. They go out and have a glass of wine and a charcuterie board somewhere on that ranch. There's over 60 picnic areas built on this ranch. And that's that's the kind of thing you just don't get to see very often in the world. So, okay. See, I'm having a real hard time understanding this. That is, is that for the public? Like people can no, go. It's, a, it's no, it's just got one couple from India own oh it. Oh my god! And, and they're now in their seventies and they're selling it. But they've spent a lifetime. It, it, it's never been hunted. It's got three to five hundred elk that live on it. It's all grasslands in the bottom. I mean, it's just one of those things. Nobody does stuff like this, but we get to see things like that every now and then that are just those awesome properties. That just kind of catch your breath. I so, mean, imagine 14,000, 13,000 foot peaks on the skyline, and this ranch has 50 independent little valleys on it, and yet you're riding around these mitigated meadows. They removed 10,000 stumps, filled in every erosion point on the whole ranch. Oh my God. I mean, people just don't do stuff like that anymore. No. Uh-uh. I-, I just can't imagine that. <laughs> That's so big, I can't wrap my head around it. So, how do you preview that? I mean, you and We've only got an airplane. I know. We've only got less than a minute here, but you know, golly, I'm I'm sure. So, so typically, when we show up, Lou, to a listing, we run around with uh, with the the 20 foot enclosed trailers. Uh, Of course, everything we have it in for is completely wrapped and logoed. It looks fantastic, and then we run Rangers, four passenger Rangers that are air conditioned and heated. And then, so we, we've got four of those, and then we run a snowcat that's made by a company called Piston Bully. And then we also have two snowmobiles, we have drift boat, and then we also have an airplane called the Murphy Moose. And so whatever it takes to get on these properties, whether it be under three feet of snow or be in mud season, we'll either run tracks on rangers or rangers on wheels or snow, our snowcat's got 14-foot-long tracks on it. So 
that's a little different deal. We can get, you know, five, six feet of snow. We can run in that anywhere, any elevation. Hey, our guest and today is Dan. And it's, yeah. it's a blast. Our guest today is Dan Murphy with the M4, M4 Ranch Group. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Looking to sell land? Try LandHub.com. Dan, uh, I think we need to be getting your website out there so people can get a visual on your company, and it's www.m4ranchgroup.com. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the people who work with you? I, well, we've got a thank you for that. I mean, it's a great opportunity to talk about our team. We've got a, a pretty extensive team of people that, that work throughout the Mountain West. There's actually there's actually four brokers all together in the system um, and then a lot of support staff. So what we – Seth Kraft is our one of our top salespeople. Seth is uh, an ex-Special Forces Marine that went on to be a lineman that, that is an avid, avid outdoorsman and hunter, and he's uh, he'll, he'll, he'll end up being a top producer. He was a top producer last year in the Apex. I would imagine this year he's going to be hard to beat uh, overall. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was the top producer for recreational properties in the Mountain West this year. Um, great to have a young man like that that's very innovative and aggressive, uh, flat out chasing deals. Uh, right now he's in Canada chasing dull sheep, but, uh, but it's, it's great to have those guys that, that live their lives to the fullest and appreciate being there. Uh, Seth, Seth's been with us for several years, and, and he's been just a true blessing to the team. Jake Murphy is the new young, young aggressive broker coming up right now. He's been working with me for several years in the business, uh, once out of college, and then has has gone on to do some great things. And just just now, both he and Seth just finished their ALC qualifications and are applying for their ALC designations right now. And we have uh, Michelle Murphy, who is by far the brains of the outfit. She is one of the smartest smartest people I've been around. I mean, Michelle's got her master's in business. She's, of course, my wife. I'm a little biased about that, but she's uh, Michelle's really and truthfully, she's the meat and potatoes behind uh, uh, behind making sure that our company runs well and is very efficient. That that gives us an element that that few have that kind of leadership. Brittany Hurdle, who you know well, is very active in RLI. She is uh, she's come on as a coordinator within our company. Uh, she is she's going to be opening a new state with uh, with. Uh, info ranch group and then we'll be we'll be qualifying broker in that state coming on and then she's taking on a new role and and we'll spend quite a bit of time in colorado as a as a uh, back-end dynamics and, and uh, control coordinator and then we've got got two fantastic uh, folks that are with us when it comes to data analysis and then uh, as far as keeping me reined in i have a personal assistant her name's taylor Taylor's got two new babies. Uh, we have a new little baby in the office. Uh, been just tremendous. He's about six months old now. Holy cow. And then we have another little one, Sawyer. Her little girl is is running around week here now, so we're kind of open things up a little bit there. And then we have another fantastic assistant who does data analysis, us named Lauren. Lauren spends a lot of time making sure that we're appraised of all of our competition in the industry. Then we have two web analytics people that, that run the websites. Uh, back ends, making sure that we're up to date on all those things. That's a constant job. And then we have an entire SEO team that, that runs that side. Uh, two, two new brokers coming on in Texas in this next year in December. Um, she One was the former head of Samsung Marketing, and uh, she is now um, working her way. She's going to be joining us this next year. And then we have another gentleman who has uh, kind of been around the world as a professional soldier, and he is a uh, just a phenomenal broker for us out of the out of the, the Panhandle country. So we've been really fortunate to have a team that that's that's pretty dynamic and and very very educated into what they do. Dan, how many how many listings do you guys average? Or kind of a just I'm trying to get a visual on it. You know, right right now we're we've run we've got 54 ranch listings on the market right now uh, in three states. We're most of our stuff upper in our, our top end ranch right now is $27 million. And that ranch is uh, 6,200 acres in New Mexico. Uh, absolutely spectacular valley. It owns its own valley, four miles of live water. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. And then our lower end stuff, I think Jake just, just put one under contract that was $800,000. Right. And so a couple hundred acres outside That's of Rifle, Colorado. Um, that's kind of the extent, that's kind of the breakdown on our market. 
Where do you get your listings from? You know, our, our marketing efforts are very specific. We, we're a little different than most. We go after properties that we want to represent, not just properties that are coming on the market. And so we're, we're, uh, we have done a tremendous amount of due diligence through the Mountain West, analyzing property by property and, and identifying what we feel is critical for the demands of the future. And then we, we market to those, those specific properties. You do that by direct mail, or you do phone calls, or how do you how do you start it off? You know, uh, it just a ton of you know as well as I do. Marketing in this business is an unbelievable amount of money, yeah. and and it's you know you've I look at it like the spokes of a wagon wheel that you've got every direction, whether it be print, digital, SEO, pay per click, you know uh, everything we do from social, uh, every little finger that you're in is you know banner ads you name it everything every article you write everything you do is one of those spokes and all that points back to your central hub which is the company and then so you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every year into marketing trying to drive things back to that hub right i'm going to shift gears is there anything else about your company or yourself that we want to cover because i want to move to my favorite subject anything else you want to talk about you know, I, I think the biggest thing for us in our company is, is has been staying humble. We've we've seen some real success, and and waking up every day and being excited about that day, and then treating every small deal as big as our big deals. Just making sure that you realize that that somebody's somebody's first purchase, whether it's a twenty million dollar ranch or an eight hundred thousand dollar property, um, you know, it's still it could very easily be their first buy. It could be their first ranch, or it could be their legacy property, or the the results of a lifetime of hard work, and and that's the big thing is just remembering that no matter what you're in front of, it's somebody's big deal every day. So what are the positives that you're looking at? I would say that that's probably one of our biggest things is just trying to remember to just just appreciate what we're in. Yeah. Well, you start the day off the right way with a good board, so uh, nothing wrong with that concept. So Teresa wants to know about the Realtors Land Institute because she thinks she would like to be a landlady. I'm trying. Well, Teresa, I'm a little biased about this subject. So I'm, I'm, it, it, if you're expecting anything, uh, anything but positive, I'm probably the wrong guy. Um, I, I firmly believe in RLI. I've, I mean, us as a company – Teresa, I can tell you right now that when you go to a Colorado RLI meeting, and I, I just retired on Friday, was my last day as Colorado State President, and, and I've been involved for years in this organization, and, and we've grown into something that I'm just absolutely proud to be in the room with. And, and the, the, the mantra that we have in, in Colorado RLI, and, and I think National carries a lot of this same thought process, is if you're happy about being across the closing table with somebody, invite them into RLI. And if you're not, for the love of God, don't. And, and so we've we've been. You could be nice. I think what you know. Some people may not think that's the right way to go about it, but yeah. I tell you what, if I'm happy with somebody across the closing table and I want to do another deal with them, I want to invite them into RLI. Sure. If, if it's somebody that I'm sitting at a closing table with and I never want to do a deal with them, another deal with them, please don't invite them. And so we've been we've been really fortunate to bring that attitude of a rising tide raises all ships. And, and one of the things that I, I think we see without fail in RLI is I like to say the front of the room works with the back of the room. And it seems to be that more gray-haired you have, the further back in the room you are at times because you're stepping out to do deals. And so the younger guys have a tendency of being in the front of the younger guys and gals have a tendency of being in the front of the room. And, and I, I tell you, RLI is the one place I think a lot of people check their ego at the door. And, and they want to they want to see you be successful, but they want to see you do it in a professional manner. And so, it's like anything else, Teresa. It's it, RLI is what you put into it. If you want to dig in, become a part, be active, get to know people, find your specialty, help people understand your specialty. People will call on you to to use that specialty, and that's that's when you start to generate real real opportunity in, in RLI. Who is RLI and what is RLI? The Realtor Land Institute is an organization that, that I, I, heck, Lou, I can't even tell you when we were founded, how long ago about it was. About 78 um, years, joined, according to my calculation. When, when did we? About 78. When was it? Well, it was formed several times, 1916 and then 
so 1944. on. But, yeah, well, that, but it started before then, but it wasn't, it wasn't the organization. We've changed mm -hmm. names, I believe, six times. And I believe we were 78 years, the best we, you know, we, we, um, we don't, we didn't have a whole lot of data about our line. Somebody was cleaning out the basement on Michigan Avenue at the National Association of Realtors office and found a bunch of boxes that were old boxes about the Realtors Land Institute. And that's where we got some of our history, or a good bit of it, quite frankly. Well, I, 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 I'm, I wish I could tell you how many deals. I get a little starstruck. Uh, all, no exaggeration, we, M4 Ranch Group has done hundreds of millions of dollars through RLI. And, and I, I tell young brokers coming into this thing that, that if you want to be successful, pay attention. Because this group, if you if you will commit and you will stay after it and you will, you will treat people like they're meant, they're meant to be treated, treat business like it's meant to be treated, get up, go to work, do your job, pay attention, learn, strive to be better, you will find success in this organization that I don't think you can find anywhere else. No. And, well, and I don't know very many people who have an opportunity to, to get in a group like that. You know, we're almost 2,000 agents today. And we're about to break that mark, and we might even do it this month. Uh, that's that scenario is just one of those things. That that scenario is one of those things you don't find very often. And by the way, there's about 1.5 or 1.6 million realtors. Don't know how many real estate agents on top of that in the country. We have over 100,000 licensed agents in North Carolina, but uh, there's no land education. I'm sorry to pronounce this uh, to the public because we don't tell you that. And uh, uh, when we go in North Carolina, it was 180 hours, Teresa. Mm -hmm. They throw one slide up, says land is the most complicated of all re real estate transactions. You ask the instructor why, and they say, well, it just is because they don't have no education. I've offered to provide that for our instructors in the state. But uh, uh, our schools, the real estate schools, at the collegiate level, at the university level, and their syllabus is, and by the way, there's nothing on commercial and property management. They're not just picking on us. But our industry is based on about 98% of all realtors sell homes in urban areas mostly. And, and it, it's, uh, that's why we have this show, Dan, and have folks like you. And that's why we promote the Realtors Land Institute to let people know. And I'm, I'm real passionate about it, as you can imagine. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I was on the phone with, uh, with uh, one of the major website hosts, I don't want to mention names, okay, which I switched from another one to this one, Teresa and I started a new, new venture here recently, and uh, so got the website up and you've got this search box, right, where you can search homes, condos, and land, and on the lead part, it's how many bedrooms, how many baths, right? And how many acres? And it says two plus. Well, two plus a million, five plus. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you hit the advanced search for land only, and it's the same boxes about how many bedrooms and how many. Nothing about land. And to add insult to injury, it's all in square footage. I mean, you might as well put it in metrics. I mean, you know, square feet. So I was on the phone Hello. today. It, it just, you know. So you've been, you've been Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. You know, Land Hub, and I'll mention them. Uh, you know, they when they started out, it was the same thing. It took me, it took me uh, uh, four months or five months, and I finally got to the right person. And said, you know, you need to get some. You need to get somebody knows about land. I mean, this this is a, this is embarrassing. Our company's Land Pro Real Estate, and you're in there searching on our website for land. It's got bedrooms and homes and. So sorry, but it, it's just it's not I, just it's I, not just the realtors. I couldn't it's agree more. It's our industry. You know, I've been I've been fortunate to serve this last year as chairman of the education committee for RLI, and and what an eye-opening experience. Oh yeah, um, I was on the committee. I had with no you. idea uh, how much how, how impressive the the education program. Even though I've been through the ALC and done all that, I, I really didn't understand the dynamics of how much we offer. RLI offers to the general public or, or the, the land industry in, in a professional setting. And I also learned we've got a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, Lou, to be perfectly honest, no, yeah, I agree. we've got things that we can drastically improve on. Um, but but it is, you know and I know that 
that most people, that most organizations are built box on box on box. And, and people who live outside of those boxes typically have to figure out things on their own. Land is no different. You, you've got, there's so many different aspects and, and elements that you have to pay attention to, and that varies by region. It varies by county. Yeah. Um, definitely by state. But it, it, you know, it varies, you know, just, just the dynamics of understanding utilities in a place like, in a place with, when you're dealing with land. What a difference than going curb and gutter where, you know, those things, oh, there's your pedestal right there. You just got to have somebody tie into it. You know, we, we just don't live that way. No. And so it's, unfortunately, the organizations that try to represent land, most of them live box on box on box, and they're trying to build programs that are built around land when they've never really lived in it. They don't understand it. And by the way, we, we're, we're, we, most of the instructors, like myself, uh, you know, we're ALCs. We, we, we teach our own. And that's one thing I love about our organization. And the caliber, and I wouldn't put myself uh, very high on that, but the caliber of our instructors are, are second to none. I mean, these are extremely knowledgeable people in the subject. Like, we have a two, and all, by the way, listening audience, these are two-day courses. Uh, they're tested at the end of the course. You have to have six of our, what, uh, we got uh, 11 now. It keeps changing over the years. We had 15. But anyway, I think we got 10 or 11 now. And then you have to do 10 million in sales. And then you have to um, uh, take a final test, be endorsed by two accredited land consultants. I wrote out of that Greensboro class, I think I've written 15 ALC letters with, with great pleasure. And, uh, and, uh, and then it goes before a committee to review, and then it eventually gets to the board of directors who makes the final call. And we're just a little over 600, I believe now. Is that correct? I'm actually not even sure. I'm one of them. I don't know how many numbers we have in the ALCs right now, but you could be right. The last I it's saw growing. in the bulletin was it's 598. Yeah, it was 608 when I looked at it. 608 when you yeah. looked at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That okay. was just last week. So bring them on, okay? But, uh, you know, we've got a two-day course on recreation, which is not that old because recreation has just become really hot, and you're in the middle of that in the last several years. And that's an incredible course. We've got a course on timber. And uh, for the areas, I mean, that's very important, our market area. We've got an ag course, makes sense. We've got a 1031 course because that's a very important part of our industry, uh, transferring property from one use to another. We've got a transitional course, transitioning land from a farmland to a subdivision or all types of things. And then we've got a uh, land investment analysis, and that's the closest to CCIM uh, courses. And, um, and uh, you know, we've got a subdivision course. Uh, we've got a wind, solar, uh, whatever those four things are. We don't, I don't know. But, uh, and the other thing is, too, uh, you don't have to be a realtor to get involved with any of our courses. I've had attorneys. I've had foresters. I've had, over the years, uh, investors. I've had property owners uh, that just want to network and learn about that specific stuff. And then we also open the door to professionals. So if you're an appraiser, a licensed appraiser, uh, or CCIM, uh, we have a fast track program. Instead of six of our courses, you can do three. So um, that, this is all new stuff here in the last, you know, ten years uh, that that's evolved. And and I, I don't think the election's over, but I know you're running for vice president. And uh, if you guys are members of RLI, please vote for Dan Murphy because I sure as hell already did. Well, thank, thanks for the vote of confidence. Uh, I'm excited to, to be to have an opportunity to be to move into the vice presidency and then eventually president. I know this is a long process and a huge commitment, well, but somehow we're in it. So if we're in it. We might as well do good work. Yeah, and you know I ran for national president back in '08, and uh, I came in second. Teresa, that's great. Well, well there were only pretty, two. There were only two of us when, running. Yeah. <laughs> It was it's pretty flattering when I when I mentioned that I was going to run. Um, I think Colorado carried more weight than I did, and the successes that have driven Colorado. Uh, in that conversation, Texas piped up and said, "I'll bet we'll back you," and then Oklahoma, and then oh, no. Georgia, and then yeah. Florida. And I think by the end of that meeting, it was uh, I was very extremely humbled to, to see the support Colorado got. I get to be the figurehead. But oh. but I think the successes that Colorado had as chapter of the year in in, in national. 
uh, really drove really drove some of that for for our success. I'm running unopposed for for VP, but I really want to I really want to earn the vote. So I'm sure asking for your vote. Well, you're the right man with the right stuff. And uh, Teresa, look what you got to look forward to. Yeah, I know. I'm really and you excited. You know him now. You got now. You know him. I know. <laughs> you can say I know Dan. Yeah, and when his daughter becomes Miss Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, she's going to be hard to beat. I'm a little biased, <laughs> but I'm telling you, that girl's that girl's dynamic. She's going to be hard to beat. So we got about five or six minutes. Where do you want to go? No, the, I think I think the big thing is is uh, most of what you're playing to is ALCs, and I mean who you're interviewing are ALCs, and and I guess one of the the big pitches that I would like to make is that after being on the the chair of the education committee for this last year. I, I would invite anyone to, to step up and do the course um, in that. You know, we would like positive. I mean, we would like their feedback, good, bad, or ugly, as to what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong so that we can continue to make these courses better and be better in the providing an opportunity on these learning, the, the, the classes that the time away from family and business and money spent is, is well-deserved, I mean, well-represented, that your takeaways are pretty pretty incredible. And so that's that would be my biggest ask from the education committee would be that if you're going to jump in and do the ALC classes that you just help us make, make them realize what they are and help us make them better. We're, we're, we're thinking here. You've, mm -hmm. you've, you've, you've uh, filled our little pea brains. Uh, what are the advantages of join? I was looking the other day and I was looking at, you can join and you can save $200 per class by joining. But, I mean, I was trying to figure out what the advantages are to joining RLI instead of just taking the classes. You know, I mean, honestly, that – so I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I had a good friend of mine call me and say, Dan, I want to buy a ranch in Michigan. I'm like, okay, let me, let me make some phone calls. First thing I did is, is I go to the RLI website. Bingo. I, the first thing I look at is ALCs, and Bingo. and I look through the ALCs and go, okay, which one do I think is going to fit what the criteria, the specialty that I'm looking for? Um, that that alone, I mean, that's a referral there. I got another one in Florida, um, one in Georgia right now, a big one, a big one going on in, in Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. Um, all those, I mean, that's how you find that network. I know that person. I know he's an RR, she's an RLI agent. I know that that person is going to do what's right in this deal, and they're going to treat people fairly and honestly and do their job. That's the first thing that I go to look for on a professional basis. And when you're in the group, you get the training, you start to get to know people, you quickly realize that you hold yourself to a higher standard, and you hold those deals to a higher standard because people – you're, you're accepting a higher, a higher elevated position in this industry. When you're an RLI agent, it means something, and you don't want to screw that up. That's what I look for in other agents. And that, that, that's a good uh, uh, profile of the, of the, of the members in, uh, in an organization. It's like a daggum family. It's, I mean, once you meet somebody, uh, you know, especially personally, uh, it, it's a lifelong bond. It, it's incredible the the people I've met over these years and 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 our life. Hey Dan. Yeah. What, what what does the public need to know about the Realtors Land? The public out there is listening to this show worldwide. What do they need to know about the Realtors Land Institute? And why well, I, I, why they should the, contact? It goes. This, I mean, if you're a buyer and and you want to come out and look at something that's a specialty item, number one. You, you, you know, it's, it's not something you can look at Zillow and go, this is going to give me all my answers, or Realtor.com, where those items look at that back-to-that-box-on-box back mentality. They look at how many houses sold in that neighborhood that are built within the same amount of time, basically have exactly the same cookie-cutter floor, foot, floor plan, and they're built out of the same materials. So there's, there's very little different. One might be on a cul-de-sac or have a bit, little bit better access, whatever. But when you start looking at something that's outside of that envelope, wouldn't you want to have a person that is trained to the highest level in the nation when it comes to understanding the aspects and the, the, 
the detailed diligence that it takes to not only represent a piece of land, but to know what to look for in transacting a piece of land. And, and there is no other organization in the world that trains people like RLI does to be better at what they do. So if I was the general public and I was looking at buying something, the very first thing I would do was go and find somebody who decided it was important enough to get trained to be better at what they do. And the more you learn, the more experience you have, and the more money you make. I mean, it's amazing how it works. Agreed. You want to make some money, Teresa? When we, yes. get, when we get paid, we get paid well. And, well. and we spend a lot of money to get paid, but still, when we get paid, we get paid well. Right. And, and the money... The money, it's its our job, so, you know, we, we have to get paid. But it's also very re- rewarding just to be able to, to really be able to represent someone at, at the highest level and really be helpful. Well, and, and that highest level is, you're 100% right, Teresa, and the highest level isn't just the deal. It's not about the dollar's highest level. Right. It's about the level of what you're working on, and, and it may be five acres or it may be 50,000 acres. But it, it, it's, still, it's still knowing what to look for, yeah, trying, trying, waking up every day and trying to understand those pitfalls better. And you, we all know that the pitfalls in land are limitless, limitless. And so and, and we all wake up and learn new things all the time. Absolutely. But, but it's amazing how much you carry from one transaction to the next, and it takes time. You know, I give these younger guys heck. They call themselves the non-AARP RLI guys. Huh. And, and I had to petition to become a, a member. You know, I'm, I'm 56, so I had to petition to become an honorary member of the non-AARP RLI brokers. But I, I'm so excited to see those young brokers stepping in and really, really wanting to be better and, and, and represent this industry at the highest level. And these men, these kids are smoking it. Some of them are amazing yeah. coming up. It's all good. Hey, Dan, how do they get in touch with yeah. you? You know, you can find us at, the, at our website at InfoRanchGroup.com. Um, all of our personal contact information is on that site. I'm easy to get a hold of. All my numbers are listed there. You can find my cell phone, the office numbers. Uh, it, we're, we're easy to get a hold of, and we will answer our phones. Okay. Well, uh, the website's www.m, the letter M, 4, number 4, RanchGroup.com. I'm going to give you your email. If, is that okay? I don't give phone numbers. Absolutely. No, it's fine. It's Dan at M4RanchGroup.com. Get a hold of us. I've got a phenomenal assistant. Her name's Taylor. And so if if you can't get a hold of me, call the office, and she will track me down. On the middle of a 50,000-acre farm ranch? (laughs) Yeah. You you know, I have a sat phone sitting next to me right now. I mean, it really is part of our lives. But that's that's what we get to live in. So it's, it's, it's great to get to them. I'm sitting on the side of the road doing this phone call because if I drive another three miles, I, I don't have service. Well, I know you got to go, and you're going to be speaking with Aubrey Cabrinas, our, our CEO of the Realtors Land Institute in Chicago. Please give her my best. And, and, uh, I'll do that. And thank you, and I can't wait to see you in Denver. We'll all be there. Right, Teresa? Yep. All right, you guys, please come, please come share with us. It's going to be a great national conference. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All of our questions are welcomed. All of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public, but most importantly for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show this morning on our master website, www.letstalkland.net, and that's .net. You'll also find us on Spotify and Podbean. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? They can email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com or call me at 336-209-2937. My email is lou at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, landhub.com. Are you looking to buy or sell land? Landhub.com previews thousands of property. Teresa and I's favorite land website. <laughs> Ronnie, how they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website. Go to WKTE1090.com and also to pick us up anywhere in the world and universe also.
everything. Download the Simple Radio app. It's simple? It's very simple, and you're right, Teresa. Yes. Only thing you have to remember is what, WKT 1090? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we only play what, Teresa? Happy music. That's Happy music. it. Beach and Oldies. Beach and Oldies. And we won some nice awards. Yeah, seven years in a row being the top Beach and Oldies radio station on the East Coast there. Wow. And you won a nice award. Yeah, the Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Wow. Hey, we'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed the show.